0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandell, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is children of divorce. Does it affect the way you date? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandell. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Uh, If you could drop us a review on the podcast app, we'd be super grateful. But you know what we'd be more grateful for? Just tell your friends. Super simple. Just gush about us. Tell them how amazing the show is. What it taught you. Did you laugh? Did you laugh at me? All good. Whatever floats your boat. Um, Just tell a friend about Kinda Dating. We would be grateful. that's me trying to keep it light because the rest of the shit's gonna get real heavy. Um, I want to welcome back my old friend and MTV colleague, but uh, he is also a PR and media consultant with over twenty-five years of experience with and for major corporations and not nonprofit organizations across the U.S. Um, Rick Hazas is here. Thank you. Um, Ray has worked for groups as MTV Networks, Viacom, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute, and the University of Texas at Arlington. And if that's not enough, in 2014, Huffington Post included Ray as one of the 40 under 40 Latinos in American politics. Thank you for being back with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We also have the wonderful Mackenzie. Hello, everyone. Um <laughs> You already told us this, but single in a relationship.
1: Uh, well, it's been a whole 30 minutes, so yeah. Yeah, it's still single. <laughs> Nothing's changed.
0: Um, How much of it do you think has to do with this topic?
1: <laughs> a lot. A lot.
0: Um, before we get into it, yeah. I wanted to drop some stats. I mean, people know that they say like 50% of marriages um, end in divorce, so there is a like high likelihood that at this point, you're going to date somebody that um, comes from a divorced family. Um, but it has also been known to affect um, your mental, emotional and physiological levels. Um, they say following a divorce, 50 percent, there's a 50 percent chance of kids developing a health issue um, because it's genuinely very stressful. And uh, according to psychologist and researcher Judith Wallerstein. Uh, she says the highest impact of divorce on children comes 15 to 25 years after the divorce, when the children enter into a serious romantic relationship. They expect to fail.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Yeah, um, you had recommended this topic to me, mm-hmm. and because we were talking about like what should we discuss on this episode, and I was like, yeah, what the fuck?
1: Why didn't I think of that? Um, that's not a sexy topic. Yeah, it's
0: not. It's a it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I are really close friends, mm-hmm. and and we know about each other's like uh, childhood and mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, do you mind sharing no. why you felt like you this was a good topic to talk about in some of your childhood?
1: I think one of the great things about you as a person is that you have a fantastic talent of uh, listening, and also just kind of, you know, presenting questions that I've never thought about myself. And um, I think one of our conversations, the last time I was in town, um, I think we had talked about, you know, why, you know, certain people are single. And <laughs> and then you, know, you do this reflection, this self-reflection of, like, why you're single. And the topic just sort of came to me just talking about, you know, growing up uh, in a very high infidelity uh, type of marriage with my parents and just – just the pure sadness that our family felt uh, with with the failures that my parents were dealing with you know in a relationship and and I have one younger sister um, who's an amazing woman um but we you know we just i think we got to the point uh growing up and my and my parents divorced when i was twenty one so I was a senior I was actually a graduating senior in college and um you know i I always thought that Divorce is always tougher on a child, you know, when a, you know, if a parent divorces at age five, you're if you're five or six or seven, whatever. Um, But that just wasn't the case. I think, you know, I I thought I was going to be able to handle it a lot better being more mature and older. But when when you're going through divorce, it's never easy. It's it's never an easy situation where you essentially at times have to choose, you know, who your allegiance is to. Um, but I remember when we had that conversation a few months ago or a month ago, um, we really kind of delved into, you know, why we are the way that we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, McKenzie, how is your family dynamic?
2: Yeah. Um, my parents are still together. Um, but I'm actually, uh, what I'm in school for is to be, um, a family counselor because there was, uh. A time where things were like right on the verge of Mm -hmm. splitting and I uh, basically demanded that we go see a therapist and things were eventually patched up. Um, But I, I definitely also think that, yeah, the model that your parents provide you with is totally what you repeat. And I know that up until recently, I'd been ignoring that and repeating all the same bad behaviors that I saw growing up. So those stats are right. Like it has a huge effect on how you see long-term relationships. Yeah, and you know, Ray, you brought up a good point that um,
0: you thought that uh, ha- dealing with it when you're older would make it easier. I actually think it's way harder because you actually are absorbing way more information, negative information, mm-hmm. that, um, and you don't understand why. And so, so you're getting a lot of you know, nonverbal cues and and, and verbal cues. Like you're being told things about your parents or you're being told things about the Mm -hmm. opposite sex Uh or you're being, this is how men are, this is how women are, this is how whatever. And you are processing way more Uh um, than being away from it. My situation was... My parents were not divorced, but they should have been. Uh Um, And they 100% should have been. My brother and I told them that they should have been. Um, It was uh, a very, very, very dysfunctional home with all kinds of, you know, um, at certain points, like domestic abuse and, and just craziness. Like to a point that it built up so much anxiety in me that, you know, I was like, constantly walking on eggshells like holy shit if you said one thing the wrong way this would spark like a giant fight that would last for months and for in my house it was a problem because my parents wouldn't speak to each other and i became their messenger Mm -hmm. so because they were like tash knows how to um massage a message you know my mom would be like tell him i want to go get groceries now (laughs) i'd be like um Daddy, if you have some time right now, do you think that maybe we could go get some groceries? Because like I'm, then I'm really hungry. So it would, and then he'd be like, "Okay, fine, I'll do it in 15 minutes." Um, hey, Ma. So it's just you know, just hang in there for 15 minutes, <laughs> and um, you know, I just gotta go get ready, yeah. and then then we can go. And so I just like constantly put it on something else, like they wouldn't feel like it was them, and internalize so much of that. Now my parents in their, you know, late 60s, they've, you know, my dad's been on the podcast, are amazing. Mm-hmm. And they always tell me the day you left the house, we were like, great. I was like, oh, oh awesome. That's fucking great. Yeah. I'm glad right. that's the day I you left. Made the
1: relationship stronger.
0: Completely. Yeah. My, my dad's like, oh, we never fought after. I was like, you <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Like, and, and all I can remember is like the last, you know, trigger. um But it it really does affect the way you view relationships and and things like marriage because at the end of the day that's what relationships like lead lead you to or you you for most relationships uh want to lead to Um, for me you know and I'd love to get your guys thoughts of like how it affected your views um and it could be the the positive side like I want to hear that too if it's like hey my parents worked this out like you know um, because for me, I because my parents were, like, so volatile, I always thought, like, I don't want to get married. What if the person's crazy? Mm-hmm. And even when I date, what did we just talk about during the break? I'm always looking for the crazy. Oh. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what questions can I ask to, you know... Pull I I went, I went out with, like, uh, the guy referred to as studio head here, and... Um, he was like, wow, the questions you ask. I was like, so, like, how many times do you do that? you have any, like, weird, like, this the... It was so specific mm-hmm. that he was like, um, no, I'm pretty good. The... <laughs> how did it affect your...
1: Oh, it's, I mean, it still affects me today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 43 and I look at marriage from every different angle and even, you know, Never been in a marriage. I've been engaged once before. Um, But marriage is totally, obviously, it's totally different from being in a a regular relationship Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're not living with someone, when you're living with someone, it's pretty permanent. You know, you you pretty much have to work out your differences there. But, you know, my sister and I saw a relationship that really just was very destructive and, and personally offensive to the both of us because we saw... You know, our mother be physically and mentally abused, mm-hmm. and um, you know that that those are images that I'll never get out of my head. And Absolutely. And and you know, I think from from a male perspective, I know that I never want to replicate anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I recognized at a at a pretty pretty early age that you know i saw the things to do and the things not to do and i never wanted to be a statistic where it's just a broken cycle where it just continues you know and you see these uh, the, the the way that young men treat their significant other the very same way their parent or their father treated mm-hmm. or or their mother whichever whichever the the abuse came on but um it it affected me it still affects me today and and i try to figure out everything that happened and and make sure that um I do the opposite <clears throat> that that's yeah. my that's my objective but
0: what what does it make you fearful of when you enter relationships like for me like I said I'm always like oh my god they might be crazy
1: right yeah sure <laughs> and I think that's natural I think uh, you know I consider myself pretty transparent mm-hmm. as far as when I get to know somebody I'm very upfront with you know explaining my family dynamic because I want them to know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And so there there have been some women that have been like, "Oh, you know, like maybe you're going to be just like your father," you mm-hmm. know. Um and and that's a I don't know, that's I guess a realistic um reaction to have when when they hear the stories that that I share with them. But, you know, I try sometimes I overly try to make sure they know that I'm nothing like the way that mm-hmm. my father was yeah. with my mother. So, um, I mean, that, that's really the best way that I can kind of ensure them that 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 they're not going to see any of that treatment.
0: Do you ever, does any part of you fear that you might ever be like him? Absolutely.
1: Or? Yeah. Because, you know, I know I'm a different person, but I, I, I may have told you this before. I, I know I've told other people before. I don't think that when my father was younger, when he was in his teens or his 20s, I don't think he ever mapped out a situation where he said, I'm going to be malicious mm-hmm. or do something that's malicious against my mm-hmm. my soon-to-be wife. I don't think he set out that plan. I think people evolve and there are certain things that people pick up, whether they see it in their parent you know, structure or they see it in other relationships or what what have you I don't think that people are that evil that you know they're spawned yeah, and yeah. then they're going to be this way I think certain things happen so so in essence yeah it it could ultimately happen to me it could happen to other people um I don't think it will because I see very different characteristics and traits that I have that my father doesn't have
0: yeah, well, I would also say, like, I don't know if it's just evolution that happens to people. I think that a lot of people who do, you know, end up cheating or or going down that path um, might have uh, an issue with their partner and they don't communicate and they don't know how to communicate and they don't know how to solve the problem. And so it builds up anxiety, it builds up uh, resentment, builds up grievances. And then when you find an escape, instead of, again, Trying to figure out what the root of that is, they just act on the escape, Um, which is where I think you differ because you are a communicator. And that's, like, the biggest fact. If you talk to most people who, like, have done that stuff, Mm -hmm. they're, like, probably not people who, like, talk to their partners about shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, like, that's, like, a big immediate... Um, have you dated people though? Like both of you guys like dated people, uh, or noticed a difference dating people who came from a divorced uh, family or let's say, I, I don't even want to just say divorce or broken home, uh, it's even dysfunctional families. So we'll couple that all into like broken homes, um, versus people whose like parents have been together in like a more healthy way.
2: Um, I've definitely dated people who came from either background, um, And I do find that the people who come from... I don't know what term you would use for not... From not-broken homes. Um, Healthier, maybe. Okay, yeah. Though maybe this is just me being self-destructive, but though that seems like it should be an asset, I also feel like oftentimes those people are lacking a really important perspective. And they seem to have, like different or lacking conflict management skills, and, you know, I'm certain that there are people out there who grew up in healthy, communicative, loving homes Mm -hmm. that then turn around and are deeply empathetic and great communicators and great problem solvers, but it kind of seems like when you grow up insulated like that, then if there's... You know something negative that happens it's a crisis i know that one girl who i was with grew up that way and then you know anything that happened that was imperfect in her life it was she was calling me she was calling her mom she was crying she was breaking down because she hadn't experienced anything bad Mm -hmm. so she just didn't have that in her toolkit um so like i said maybe that's just me justifying like oh well i come with a whole bunch of problems and that makes me stronger. But I I definitely think that there's something to be said for like the people who I've been with who have experienced turmoil, like are so resilient and they like have ingenious ways of dealing with problems. And so, um, you know, it also comes with its own problems because they learned things like yelling at people or throwing things or breaking things and that's not great. So that's not to say it's 100% a good thing, but um, yeah, I think there's this concept that if you come from a broken home, then you're going to turn around and replicate a negative relationship. And though that's definitely the case, I would also say I'd like to, like, you know, praise the the skill set that comes from having to adapt when you grow up that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, uh, the
0: it's interesting because like I feel like a the in between person because my parents didn't like officially get uh, divorced, um, but like. Yeah, people think that, one, let's just keep it honest, no marriage is perfect. So there's yeah. no, I, and that's why we're just using the term healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe people who did communicate and work things out um, versus, you know, there are, uh, there are unhealthy things. Like what probably we had gone through. Like, mm-hmm. some, like some abuse stuff is like <clears throat> no matter what, that's unhealthy. So um, I do notice the narratives are different. When I dated a couple of people who, like, whose parents have been together and it's been, like, good, oh, whatever, they're, like, just, I mean, I don't take it as a weakness. I just am always, like, in awe of them that they are, like, like, oh, no, but it's, like, so simple. I'm, like, is it? <laughs> I'm, like, oh, okay. Like, I kind of, it kind of gives you some belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because i do think that some of us who have come from more of like the broken side uh don't don't think it's as easy as it looks um and we kind of go into it knowing that people are more complicated than it seems and relationships are more complicated than it seems what do you think
1: you know i i also think to your point i think that with with regards to Coming from a quote unquote broken home you know i I want to clarify that i you know never wanted for anything you know we my sister and I we were well taken care of totally. and we we were loved we it's not like oh, we yeah, were locked same. in a closet yeah, yeah, you know yeah, we, we we were loved by my mother and my father, and they they did right by us. It's just that it was like every night my sister and I were watching a bad movie, <laughs> you oh. know it was a really, really bad movie. Um, it was like hallmark on steroids, you know, it was just a really, not a very good example of two people that supposedly love each other. Um, and you know, there's, there's a learning curve, you know, there, there's just, I think when my sister and I are, you know, kids, we're learning about, you know, like, you know, crushes and, and, you know, like we like, we, you know, I like girls, she likes boys and we're trying to figure out how to show how we like them, you know, and, um, there's just from that point being younger to like today, mm-hmm. you know, we, we both have learned that it's not about our parents' broken, you know, marriage. It's about taking accountability mm-hmm. for our how, how we're going to treat our mates and not blaming everything that happens on, you know, mm-hmm. our parents. So I can tell you how we felt and I can tell you how we feel today but you know we still recognize a good relationship versus a a, a not so good relationship mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's a, that's uh a, what i was try also going to like lead to is like um you know how is how is dating somebody who comes who is a child of divorce or or, or comes from that background um how is that different and i think that a misconception is that yes while there are a lot of struggles with that also that because you come with a lot more um history uh like commitment for people like us is huge mm, yeah like but we just don't take it like w- we don't take it lightly mm-hmm. we won't do it with just everybody like we won't you know, we are probably the ones that like pick on every little thing because you're like, I know and I saw that that little thing could lead to this thing Mm -hmm. and you know, but they didn't solve this and they didn't deal with that little thing. So you get like a little bit more picky about this stuff. Um,
1: And then there are the contracts that I force my girlfriends to sign (laughs) saying that they're, no, I'm just kidding. No contracts. But but,
0: but don't you think, like I think like people who come from uh, like who are children of divorce or whatever, actually believe in the concept of love more i would feel like it's like it's a bigger thing yeah it's just not like a. it's not just a feeling it's a much bigger thing that has to be like
1: i think there's a bigger responsibility Mm -hmm. you know because it's not
0: or you feel a bigger responsibility. yeah you
1: feel like a bit you feel a bigger responsibility you 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 take on this responsibility and you don't take it lightly Mm -hmm. and and i think that there are things that you don't want to go down that road, you know, and, and maybe, and I think sometimes to I mean if just be to, being totally honest, um, insecurities develop
0: 100 percent
1: and and I've had a bunch of them, mm-hmm. you know. I think a lot of guys don't like to talk about their insecurities. Um, they like to talk about girls having their own insecurities, but <clears throat> there's a ton of insecurities that I've dealt with with trust. You know? That's
0: a big one, yeah. And, and that, that was actually one of the things I was writing, like yeah, the challenges of yeah. dating.
1: Trust is huge, yeah. and you know, um, you know, somebody told me the other day, you know, if you're not married, then nobody can cheat on you. You know, you're not cheating on a marriage if you're not married, and that's kind of like a cop out. You know, mm-hmm. like if you if you're not getting married because of that reason, um, then you know, you've got some other things that you mm-hmm. should work through. But but trust is a huge thing, mm-hmm. especially when you've seen the trust broken right in front of you.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we also have a harder time dealing with emotions and intimacy like i've definitely noticed that as like a huge thing like when i've dated people who were you know children of divorce talking about problems or just dealing with emotions it was much harder to get it out it's it's hard for me to give it to people um because it it's so you you one you didn't learn the skills of how to communicate that well when you were younger but also when trauma happens to you it kind of stunts your emotions Mm -hmm. you are almost like well the times that i felt happy led to this you know or the times that uh, like you tend to hold on to like the the traumatic moments like the the sadness and the whatever so like those things are easy for us to access but like happiness is fucking terrifying for (laughs) people like us like i don't know about you yeah Yeah, i am terrified of being happy
1: yeah yeah,
0: like because I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like is... the one time yeah. I'm happy, you're gonna yeah. show me that. Or I don't deserve fucking... this. Yes, you know, yep.
1: I don't deserve this happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a big one. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I think we're also conflict averse.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Like I don't know about you, but like you know, um, I'm better. Now I'm like, hey, let's talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: <laughs> but, um, <laughs>
1: do we have to? Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm much, my, my father never wanted to face the problems. Mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I overdo it, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm overcompensating on that. But I have seen other people that have come from, um, divorced homes, they've been very good mm-hmm. at communicating and talking about, mm-hmm. The problems.
0: And it not being that a problem is the end, which I think is the big thing. Like when when I was dating, even 28 year old, you know, the guy I was living with, like there were people, if if we had a problem, it would be like, holy shit, we're having a problem. I was like, calm the fuck
1: down. <laughs> yeah.
0: One, there's no reason to right, yell. Right, But two, we're just having a disagreement. Yeah. We're allowed to have disagreements, and it's not the end. Mm-hmm. It's You could even have a heated disagreement, yeah. and it's not the end. As long as nobody's throwing words at each other and, like, whatever, you can have differences of opinions, mm-hmm. whatever, but, like, seeking perfection becomes a hard part for us, because, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. We're always thinking like, well, our parents didn't have perfect. The whole point is we need to find perfect, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which doesn't exist. Right. So it's like, you know, um, we have to take a break. We have so much to touch on this. Um Including, uh, you know, we are going to talk a a little bit more about some of the challenges um, that come with dating uh, people from divorced, dysfunctional kind of backgrounds. Um, Also things you wouldn't think about, but um, also how you can move past it. But first,
2: this message
3: introducing mcdonald's new one two three dollar menu with breakfast favorites for one two or three dollars so now you can save for a A new gaming console for my son wait isn't your son five months old who told you i just know these things build whatever meal you want with favorites on mcdonald's new one two three dollar menu wake up to savory sausage and fluffy scrambled egg with our one dollar sausage burrito prices and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal introducing mcdonald's new one two three dollar menu with breakfast favorites for one two or three dollars so now you can save for a A new gaming console for my son wait isn't your son five months old who told you i just know these things build whatever meal you want with favorites on mcdonald's new one two three dollar menu wake up to savory sausage and fluffy scrambled egg with our one dollar sausage burrito prices and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal
0: Hey hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Kinda Dating. I'm Natasha Chandel. Today we're talking about children of divorce with my friend Ray Gassas, and we have Mackenzie here with us. Um, this is a this is a tough topic because you know though though there are a lot of um, challenges that do come with dating uh, people like whatever. We've just entitled this children of divorce. Um, there are things that you you wouldn't think about. We forgive easier. Do you ever find that?
1: Yeah. I do feel like maybe I let people off the hook a little bit quicker than...
0: Have you ever thought of why?
1: I think we just want to move on and, you know, find some sort of resolution mm-hmm. to uh, the problem um and i don't know if there's a right or wrong to it but um i i don't like to get stuck in a in a problem that could escalate and get bigger and cause bigger problems and obviously more emotions mm-hmm. and so forth you know i i'm pretty laid back mm-hmm. uh you know and and i think that you know just forgiveness is important it, sometimes it's the hardest thing to do but i don't know for some reason i find it a little bit easier than than maybe others?
0: Um, This was a hard thing for me because when I came out of a very abusive relationship, I was like, what the fuck? Why did I let all of that shit go? And for me, it was... uh, I realized I had just grown up forgiving my parents. They acted crazy. They did ridiculous shit to each other. Great parents. Terrible partners. Mm -hmm. But I had to, like, look at my dad or my mom and be like, it was usually my dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: look at my dad and be like, why the fuck would you say that? Why would you do that? Right. But, like, I know you're a nice guy. I know you're a good person. Like, what? And so, like, that, that like, conflict every time with, like, well, he didn't do something that was right, but I know he's a good person. So like you were, co- I was constantly reconciling that and forgiving them for shit. Mm-hmm. That then like when you're always when you're doing that to your superheroes, everybody else you're like, well yeah, I mean I guess like he did this, but he's a good person, so you know it's okay. Like I'll let it go this time, and then you just like start doing that a little too much. Sure. Um, do you ever think that like? Have you ever noticed, Mackenzie, if, like, anybody wants, uh, like, emotional stability more? Like, is that anything, like, do you think about that?
2: Yeah. um, I've dated people, for sure, who are that way. Um, I feel like every time I talk, I'm saying something conflicting. It just proves how complicated all of this is. Um, There was one person, still really special person, love him very much as a person, cannot date him. Um, because he came from a home that was so dysfunctional that he was really desperate mm.
1: for exactly, like
2: you said, for stability. It's like because he didn't have it, he was just clamoring to get his hands on it. Um, and you can't force that. You can't, like, yeah. be in a long-term loving relationship on date two. Uh, so I think that's a really good point to bring up. And, you know, maybe... There's a positive to that, like, it was too much for me. I couldn't be instantly committed to someone. But maybe if you're looking for commitment, someone who idealizes that mm-hmm. and is trying really hard for that will be a partner who will stay committed to you.
0: Yeah, like, I've found that guys um, who come from, like, a certain backgrounds are, like, way more trying to hold on to me yeah. because they feel like I'm stable. Mm-hmm. And... But like that's not love right it's like they they'd always be like but you make me feel so good i'm like so that, that's why i'm being kept But it's around? what they learned yeah that's what they learned yeah because like or like they didn't get it mm-hmm. and then that's you know what they want but i'm mm-hmm. like so do you do you like me do mm-hmm. you love me yeah just make you feel good that's awesome sure good quality but i mean do you think like you <sighs> seek out like like like, is emotional stability, like, an important thing for
1: you? Well, I think emotional stability is important with dating in general. Yeah. You but, know? like,
0: is it something, like, you consciously more think about because yeah. of not coming, like...
1: You know, I I think what I'm more conscious about is finding somebody that's close with their family. If mm-hmm. their family, if they come from a divorced family, that's fine. I don't right. care. But what I care more about is: Do they still have a relationship with their right. parents? Do they still have a relationship with the people that raise them? Mm-hmm. That is kind of a red. We were talking about red flags. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was that's kind of a red flag for me. Is if they can't show the people that they that raised them with love and everything, then you know they may not have had their parents may not have may not have had a perfect marriage. No marriage is, but. You know, how were they able to come out of it and and talk about conflicting messages. I just recently forgave my father, you know, oh, and this congrats. was Yeah. But this was, you know, 20 plus years yeah. and maybe a little bit longer. Um, And and, you know, it, somehow or another, I think it's unfair for me to look for someone that, you know, has. A good relationship with both their parents. I just now am starting to have a better relationship with my father, so it's tough. I don't
0: think that that's a. I don't think that that's a bad thing, and that's something like I was going to talk about, which is like, you know, should people should people be dating people like themselves? And that happens a lot. Like, so people who come from certain backgrounds tend to date people with similar backgrounds because you're like. It really comes down to worthiness, right? Yeah, like for me, I always thought, well, my childhood was crazy. So if I date somebody else who thinks like their childhood was crazy, then like they won't judge me. That like my if I tell them stories about my childhood that like they'll be weirded out, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I get it. So it made me think that like when I was dating people who had those backgrounds, that we were connecting more, but then I realized, oh no, it's two people who are, Mm -hmm. who are not like, who have, um, insecure attachment styles. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, we've talked about this concept of attachment styles recently on the show. It's like secure attachers tend to find secure attachers, but like the people who are like fear avoidant and like whatever, they should actually be finding complimentary people, like not, People within the same attachment set, like right. two people who are avoidant, will not. It won't work. Yeah, you actually probably need the person who's like a little more clingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: clingy probably with avoidant also wouldn't go. Right, but like you, you know, like there are ones that are like fear based. Goes more with like the clingy one. That so like you have to find those like complementary ones.
1: Yeah, I think that's. So I don't it.
0: think it's like bad for you to want somebody who's like more stable with their family because that would bring that out for you. Right. Like a positive response for you.
1: Sure. I I also think you brought up a really, uh, I think this word is really important, is worthiness. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you don't feel like you're worthy of someone's love or someone's, because I think for years, you know, I would be in these relationships with these amazing women, good, smart, intelligent women, and very kind hearted and and when i was in those relationships i always looked at myself and meant and went why do they like me why do they want to be with me i would never tell them that you know cuz then they they'll probably start to question yeah. why but you know i think that um you know I, it took it took me asking for help like i had mm-hmm. to see a therapist i had never seen a therapist before until a few years ago and and i think that that's really ultimately what helped me realize you know i i am worthy mm-hmm. of of that kind of love and um but but a lot of that just came from you know seeing um some really not so good things growing up
0: yeah i mean i was going to talk about how can you move past this and i think therapy is like one of the biggest things that you can do um i always am an advocate for cbt if people are listening out there it's cognitive behavioral therapy which is um Specifically, uh, it's it's short-term, it's goal-oriented, and it, it deals with, like, your cognitive distortions versus just talking about, like, what happened to you as a kid. Mm-hmm. It really goes to, like, oh, well, you think you're unworthy. What, what makes you think you're unworthy? What makes you right. whatever? Um, and then it helps you change those, like, thought sure. processes. Uh because, like, yeah, same for me. For me, it started changing when I forget my, forget my parents. Mm-hmm. And that happened after the the really bad abusive relationship. I ended up going to therapy for two years. And I finally sat there and I let it out. And it just dawned on me one day. I was like, oh, my parents were human. I was like, oh, my God, yes, of course. Like, my mom, you know, my mom was 30. My dad was 31 when they got It's like they're babies. Mm-hmm. You know now when I think about it, I'm like, you were babies, mm-hmm. and you were having kids at whatever age, and like, of course you fucked up. Of course you didn't know how to deal with your shit, and and so like when I when for me I was like, oh, because I'm eighteen, um, <laughs> but yeah. like I know the mistakes I make, right. and I'm like. I get it now. You well, know, I'm... it's
1: because we hold our parents on a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're we're when we're kids, yeah. you know, we we think that they do no wrong, and and they're you know they hold our lives in their hands, mm-hmm. and and they're supposed to do right mm-hmm. by everything. And then when you start to see the cracks, you know, you're like, oh shit! I mean, <laughs> this is what I have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. This is what a marriage is. And and every you know, you start watching movies and TV shows, and you're like. Yeah, but they're not talking about when the man hits the woman and when he cheats yes. on the woman. And, you know you don't see those things, yeah. right? And so
0: that's why you so love Full House.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I did. I was yeah.
1: like, "What the Tanner's the best just <laughs> you know like, example?" No. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Mackenzie, I'd love your thoughts on like because you're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how can you move past?
2: Uh, I think first of all, I'm totally on board with you. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. is I think the way of the future Um, and I think you know that's something that I've personally had success with in my own life Mm -hmm. and in uh, learning to deal with past trauma and forming stronger relationships going forward Um, and yeah I think just generally talk therapy is so helpful Um, I couldn't agree with either of you more I mean obviously that's why I chose the life path that I'm on But like earlier, you know, you both mentioned times that you finally pinpointed these things about yourselves and you realized, oh, it's not the world doing something wrong. It's not my partners. It's my relationship to my parents or it's my own problems with self-worth. And I feel exactly the same way. And I think that anybody could benefit from getting therapy. And It's starting to feel like the big lesson of all this is like parents together or divorced may not be that determining factor in whether or not you're healthy in relationships. Mm -hmm. Like parents can stay together and it can be a nightmare and parents can split up and do a great job raising Mm -hmm. kids in tandem. Um, I think people who think that they don't have anything to learn or, you know, think that they're perfectly healthy still like – there are little things hiding mm-hmm. and going to therapy can bring that out and help so much. I think mm-hmm. people don't even realize the pernicious little things that are hiding in their psyches.
0: Totally. And I think if you're also like um it maybe people out there some, there are some people who can't afford therapy. That's a mm-hmm. very real problem mm-hmm. um or you know issue. I think I think you can start by like reflecting on your patterns. You know, look at your life, write down, just sit and quiet, whatever works for you, but to really look back and be like, okay, like what have been the patterns of my relationships? How much of it is coming from um, where I came from as a, as a kid? How much is it coming from how I feel about myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like start tackling those one day at a time. It's not gonna happen overnight. But like every relationship, you learn something, you know, like even for me with 28 year old, I just went back to therapy. I just started again because I was like, you know, I started realizing like I noticed, oh, shit, I'm still not as hard open as like I want to be. And and two for me, it was like, oh, shit, I still have certain triggers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I need to, you know, really get that solved that I knew where it, for me comes from, like the childhood stuff. So I'm like, OK, well, that's where, you know, you got to go back and like work on it every day. But it doesn't mean you have to stop all relationships until that's solved. It's just know and be aware constantly. It's just a check in constantly.
1: Yeah. And and I think, you know, obviously, like you mentioned therapy. Not everyone gets it. Yeah. Uh, not everyone is able to. Oh yeah. Um, but it's good that we're having this conversation today because you know the one thing that I find interesting about divorce is that you know with every other topic that's discussed on social media, divorce really isn't talked about oh, on social yeah. media. We've
0: done we've done another episode on it, but that was like of people who are dating after divorce. But when when you divorced.
1: when you go onto Twitter or you yeah. go onto Facebook or anything else, me personally, I've never seen anyone talk mm-hmm. about divorce. Um, and, and obviously like on social media we talk, we generally like to talk about the fun and the good things that happen in our lives and who we met and where we went and everything but, but divorce is a topic that obviously is very personal but it's something that we don't like to talk about mm-hmm. because it is a very painful uh, experience to some people but I wish more people would talk about mm-hmm. it because I think then we would have a better understanding of each other.
0: Totally, I completely agree and I think that's really important when you are I was just going to say like how like what advice could we give to people who are dating people who are children of divorce and I think a big thing is compassion Mm -hmm. is like understanding somebody's background welcoming it with like warm hands that doesn't mean make excuses for bad behavior as a result of any trauma for anybody period doesn't have to come from this It's not like because I was cheated on, uh, I can go around cheating on somebody and you should feel bad for me Mm -hmm. because, what? no, fuck that, you know. But if somebody needs time, you know, I don't know how you feel. I feel like people who come from certain backgrounds, like, we need more time. Like, you just need to be a little patient to crack some walls. Yeah. And, uh, And some people have the patience for it and some people don't, which is totally fine. But to know that when you're walking in.
1: I find it more surprising that the people that I end up going on dates with actually have parents that are still together. That's what I find surprising. Yeah, yeah. I'm I find it more common and and I kind That's of so you know, I kind of brush it off when I'm like, oh, so your parents are divorced too. Oh, okay, cool. So anyways, you know, it's it's like this common sort of feel yeah. now that I don't it should be reversed. You know, I should be more surprised that your parents aren't together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they're you'd probably have a better understanding where where they're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, um what their perspectives are like. Um, I don't know if I I don't even know on what date to ask that question, you know, like, you know, are your parents still together? Do you know? I always my question is, are you close with your family? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah. If if they're divorced, if they got divorced when you were two or three, that really, you know, isn't uh, important. But, you know, do you still have a relationship Mm -hmm. with
0: them? No, it's 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 very true. Um, We can keep going on. And on and on about this. I feel like we just touched on it. Um, We're going to have to to get into this again. Um, But for now, we're going to have to wrap. Um, Ray, thank you so much for being on the show. You already did six questions. So if people want to listen, they can go back to the episode before, which is Chivalry, um, and check it out there. Uh, How can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, On instagram it's my middle name it's uh vicharelli v-i-c-h-a-r-e-l-i v- i'm also on twitter as well and you can find me on, same at same vicharelli. Okay. at vicharelli
2: i never knew that's how you pronounce
1: that's it my, yeah mm. yeah
2: Mackenzie, uh just my name Mackenzie Moselle on twitter instagram facebook uh, friends, we are also on the social media
0: um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Kind of Dating. I'm also there at Natasha Chandel, um, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Um, I would like to really thank our friends here at GVB Studios for letting us record here today. This is where Kind of Dating was recorded. Um, come check it out in LA. Uh, thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could take a few seconds and review us on iTunes, we would be very grateful also. Send us your dating stories and thoughts to kind of dating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. They didn't, they didn't, yeah.
1: they didn't oh, get no. the cue. I'm <laughs> sorry. Didn't. But it's just try. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Better late than ever. <laughs>
3: Introducing McDonald's new one two three dollar menu with breakfast favorites for one, two, or three dollars. So now you can save for a A new gaming console for my son. Wait, isn't your son five months old? Who told you? I just know these things. Build whatever meal you want with favorites on McDonald's new one, two, three dollar menu. Wake up to savory sausage and fluffy scrambled egg with our $1 sausage burrito. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the Signature Crafted Recipes collection by McDonald's, garlic white cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce, and a juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. (sighs) Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other Signature Crafted Recipes, pico guacamole and sweet barbecue bacon. At participating McDonald's for a limited time.